she even showed up to one party oh. one time and she your mom yeah and i was djing a set and i was like toking on a cigarette and somebody comes up like in a hoodie and rips the cigarette out of my hand and she's just glaring at me i'm like is that a homeless person like what who is that and i look closer and it's my mom just scowling What's up guys, Celine from Sidewalk Talk and today we are with one half of Arnold and Lane and this is Arnold. Hey. <laughs> so I'm gonna start out with, um, so you grew up in Los Angeles, you're a local native here. Would love to hear more about your childhood and how it was growing up. Yeah, so I was born out here in LA. Um, I grew up in like the Calabasas area, Los Angeles and it was a pretty normal childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, kind of hung out and started playing music when I was really young and, and yeah I've lived out here my whole life. So how did you start getting into electronic music? So my background actually uh, started with like um, rock bands. Oh. So before electronic music I started playing guitar oh. and started playing drums and I actually ended up going to college for like jazz drumming oh wow and did that whole thing for a while and it was in college well that's not necessarily true but in the when i discovered it like i like to say it was in college but like my the first edm artist i found was dead mouse and that was in like 2009 i went yeah, to college in 2012 huge. and like that but i didn't really like register that as like electronic music because i didn't mm. know anything about it because like i only knew a few of the songs i kind of thought they were more pop started hanging out with a lot of um, guys who were making beats and DJing and then that's when I kind of fell into love of like electronic music and started finding artists like and it was like the big ones like Skrillex mm. and Zed and all those and that's kind of what got me into electronic music I think Skrillex okay. especially just because his stuff was like a lot more I felt like rock and roll got it kind of because of the, like heavy drums and the bass and yeah. yeah. And were you in the band in college, high school? Yeah, I was in a like a grunge rock band. <laughs> what, was what was it called? It was called Refrain. Refrain. Oh, okay. And then another punk band called Fallujah Seventy One. Oh wow! So you eventually transitioned out of punk rock and got into more electronic. Electronic. Yeah. And I completely when did you start? stopped playing my instruments, <laughs> which is gnarly. <laughs> when did you start um, wanting to produce? Um, I started about? wanting to produce like seriously it was like around 2013 2014 because mm. at the time I think I was like really inspired by the low-end theory movement okay that unfortunately that club is still closed or, uh. or closed down but it was like the flying lotus and oh, great okay. Dane and get like stuff like that kind of music and like that really inspired me to like learn Ableton so I took mm. a class and then it was right around 2013, 2014 when I started actually producing because I just DJed. That was like my thing for a long time as I just DJed. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think of opening up Ableton or Logic. Oh, or, I just so didn't know how. 
So you were DJing music first and then you transitioned to Yeah, into producing, yeah. Were you DJing at like college parties or? Yeah, it was. <laughs> frat parties? Straight, no frat parties. Oh. They were just straight college parties, but it was, I had a blast doing it because I was able to like bring a lot of the music that was happening out here oh. to like that West Coast, low end theory, like LA bass beats. I was like playing all that stuff out on the East Coast. It was stuff that people hadn't heard, so it was super awesome. Uh, where did you go to college? Uh, Berkeley School of Music. Oh, okay. In Boston, yeah. And when did you really start getting serious about it? Honestly, I started getting serious about it when I moved in with Lane. Oh, how did you guys meet? Uh, we worked at the same um, job. We like both started the same day at this vape company. <laughs> were you guys yeah. selling vapes? Or? We were packing and shipping uh. orders in a warehouse. And you met him and then you guys decided to move in together? Yeah, we actually initially bonded over like our shared love of um, Nightbase, the oh, record okay. label. Yeah. It was like, he was like playing something. I'm like, is that AC Slater? And he was like, yeah, do you like Nightbase? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> and then that like, you know, sparked our friendship with oh, wow. the and was he, love of EDM. Was he already DJing as well on the side? Yeah, he has a way bigger history <laughs> of DJing than I do, which I can let him tell you about. But yeah, he, was, he had been producing and DJing a lot longer than me. We spent like a few days trying to figure out a name because what happened was is we got this song signed. Oh. And I don't, I mean, maybe I'm not remembering the story right, but if I remember <laughs> correctly, we didn't have a name yet but we had the track signed and so we were like trying to figure out a name and it was like days of like what about this what about that and like we just thought they sounded lame and then i was like we were just like why don't we just use our names like arnold and lane or, what were the top choices i'm just curious i don't even remember to be honest but it was they were bad they Got were bad it. and so did you guys start playing um at clubs and like at events or how did after the first record was signed or how did that go about in terms of like starting off your career so it was like a slow it was like a slow slow burn you know mm -hmm. at first it was just we were signing tracks to like smaller labels and just trying to get our foot in the door and um, you know we just were our goal was really it was just putting out music consistently to get our name out there so we didn't really play many shows for the first yeah. year or so because we hadn't really networked yet or whatever, but we started putting out music on labels, mm. like smaller labels, and then, you know, you start to build up relationships within the community through Facebook, and so we started meeting people, and then eventually, like, we started to get small shows, and, you know, Space Yacht was one of the first club gigs we played. Was they it gave at us Sound? At Sound, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I may have been there. And that was one of our first gigs, and then from there on, it was just, you know, going out meeting people we met our manager mm -hmm. he would introduce us to people and then things started building when you guys work together are there a lot of like differences or are you, no, you guys work really well together we're very lucky oh wow i would say i mean we've been best friends for so long that i think there's that um i mean we have that already that mutual respect for each other you know yeah and just like we know we know each other too too well to like really get into arguments, I feel. Mm -hmm. So are you doing Arnold and Lane full-time? No, we're not doing Arnold and Lane full-time uh -huh. right now. I guess um, I still work a day job. Um, in what industry? We work in, um, I work in the drug and alcohol treatment oh, wow. field. Okay. Yeah, so I work at a treatment center in Malibu. 
medical focus is on you know addiction treatment and getting people clean and is it like a rehab where they live there yeah what are some crazy things that have happened <laughs> crazy <laughs> things that have happened at a rehab center <laughs> um i've seen you know we see people get high while in treatment overdose getting people's faces um people have died um from overdosing yeah that's a thing in rehab in rehab yeah how do they get their hands on stuff um as you know as a drug addict you're pretty crafty you know <laughs> I think, yeah. what was the most unique method that you've seen um i've seen people i think get drugs like <laughs> delivered down the street and then hide it up themselves and uh, yeah what are some of the challenges you guys are facing right now in covid uh for your music i think the biggest challenge right now is like the lack of playing shows the lack of um i mean that's the biggest one yeah just because you know you go to a show and you see an artist you like and then you leave inspired you know uh, because you'll go to the club and you'll hear all this music you've never heard you're not able to do that it'll right make now. you want to go you know make music and i think that's been really hard is not being in that environment yeah what are up and coming projects for you guys up and coming projects well there's a lot in the pipeline right now different labels some stuff that we can't talk about um but some big stuff and we're just making music constantly we just had an edit <laughs> lean back that just came out on our soundcloud and that's it we're just in the lab creating you know um, can't stop Awesome. And what do you want to be remembered for? What to be remembered for? That's a good question. I guess just our music, making people happy, you know? Yeah, I feel like music brings so many people together, so it's always a connection. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so first question is, are you a roly-poly or an oli? A what? A roly-poly or an oli. <laughs> What's an Oli? I have no <laughs> Probably a roly poly. I, I don't know what an Oli is, but you know, roly polies are cool. They like, they like roll around and yeah. do their thing, you know? Okay, and then who are some of your biggest influences in, any, in the realm of music, any genre? Any genre. I think my biggest influence just in like bands and stuff is Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Just because he was like, I mean, he was an early pioneer of electronic music, I feel like, and and just he's super dope. And then influences in our genre, I think, be like Walker and Royce, mm. Chris Lake, um, Franklin Watts, Steady Rock, mm. all those guys, the Dirty Bird guys. Yeah. What are three words that you would use to describe Taylor? <laughs> three words to describe Taylor. <laughs> I'd say charismatic, um, sometimes, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, so charismatic, eccentric, and downright hilarious. <laughs> Those are good ones. Those are good ones. And three things you would tell yourself three years ago. One would probably probably be to keep working hard. Two, um, you know, your success is a choice. So 
don't give up. And three, like, don't let the rejections get you down. Because, you know, there's been multiple times where you get in a funk because someone says no. But the reality of it is, is that's going to happen every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. It's just not the right fit sometimes. And, um, Baby Yoda or Adult Yoda? Baby Yoda or what? Adult Yoda. Probably Adult Yoda. Because I grew up with Adult Yoda. <laughs> Makes sense. I know. Baby and I haven't so seen cute. I haven't seen the Mandalorian either, uh, so I don't know anything about Baby Yoda, but definitely adult Yoda. Cool. And then, what has been the most difficult parts of your partnership together? Oh man, you know, like I know someone was probably looking for juice here, but <laughs> there really hasn't been anything difficult. I've like I feel like I'm boring like that, but you know, like. You know, it's not, it's not often in life you find a friend, you know, who you're so close with and so much alike with. And I think that's why there hasn't been any really difficulties because like we just know each other so well, there's really good communication and it's just, it's like always fun working together. I mean, yeah, we've had our difficulties, I think in the beginning, finding like our our workflow is, I think, the biggest difficulty. But once that happened, it was, mm -hmm. it's all good. And how long have you guys known each other for now? Like probably five years. Five years. Five years. Been making music for three yeah. together, I think, three years. And packing vapes for two. Packing vapes. <laughs> that was like a six-month stint for uh, me. Six-month stint. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for having the interview with us. And next up, I also have Taylor. Hey guys, Selena at Sidewalk Talk, and now we are here with Taylor from Arnold and Lane. Um, if you want to start out by uh, telling us how it was growing up in Santa Barbara. Um, Santa Barbara was nice. I'm, it was small town, mm -hmm. and we got the mountains, we got the ocean. Um, it definitely nurtured me as a musician and DJ. I started really young. I started when I was 16 years old as a mobile DJ. Oh. Yeah. And um, a guy named Gavin Roy took me under his wing and taught me everything and threw me into the swing of like corporate events and quinceañeras and sweet 16s and uh, growing up, we also had Isla Vista close by, so me and my friends parties. would, you know, yeah, we would like throw the like mega parties, and that's where I got to learn a lot of like what I wanted to play, mm. and played a lot of electronica, a lot of hip hop, and it was fun. Same with the club scene; it was yeah. pretty cool. I got a couple residencies, and it was a perfect place to grow up. How did you learn about electronic music? Ah. Uh, question um, I remember hearing it through just various friends and I remember like listening to like ATB and like oh, techno stuff old school yeah Trends. and it kind of blew me away and then stopped listening to it for a bit and I heard like Justice and Mastercraft mm. and Alan Brax and blew me away once again <laughs> and then i heard dubstep like old school like roller dub like from the uk like mala and it blew my mind again 
and um, I was kind of all over the place playing like all types of electronica trying to find what fit for me mm -hmm. um, did your parents support you becoming a DJ um, yeah they actually really did uh, my stepdad he actually bought all my gear and um, really enabled me to take it to the next level and my mom supported me she'd always give me shit though for going out to IV and playing, yeah, playing these parties and she even showed up to one party oh. one time and she your mom yeah and I was DJing a set and I was like toking on a cigarette and somebody comes up like in a hoodie and rips the cigarette out of my hand and she's just glaring at me I'm like is that a homeless person like what who is that and I look closer and it's my mom just scowling just like for smoking but but yeah she's always been supportive how old were you at the time um i was like probably like 18, 18. 19. and she showed up really discreetly so that no one knew that it was a mob like what? yeah she she found the address on facebook because that's oh, where wow. the promo used to be and she showed up that's smart <laughs> at least she was like you know low-key about it i feel like other parents have like thrown a fit or something she, like threw yeah you off she the was page. she was chill she <laughs> was chill and when did you start producing your own music um i started producing kind of soon after actually a little bit before djing but mm -hmm. not not oh. seriously just kind of experimenting with pro tools and garage band and mm -hmm. i'm then djing and discovering electronic music really kind of launched me into a quest to learn how to produce. Electronic music kind of reinvigorated that motivation. Mm -hmm. And then right when I was like 18, 19, 20 or something, everybody started DJing because technology started advancing mm -hmm. and it was more accessible. And suddenly like DJing like wasn't as cool anymore. And I thought that I wanted to take my art to the next level and that was through production. I wanted to be respected as an artist, so. Mm. I guess, yeah, I've been doing it for like 15 years. When did you move out to LA? Um, moved out to Westlake, which is like outside of LA, about six years ago. And how did you and Arnold meet? We met um, at a, a online vape store, actually, and we were like packaging vapes and doing marketing and stuff, and remember the conversation came up where we both enjoyed electronica and subjects yeah. like night bass and mm -hmm. dirty bird came up and we really identified with those two labels and shared a commonality he had experience with DJing so did I and some production and yeah hit it off I, I actually did get the story from Arnold but was just checking the consistency it was it was it the same <laughs> it, it was it was more or less the same okay. yeah <laughs> what was your first impression of him I thought initially he was kind of a strange human <laughs> and um, <laughs> I guess in, we were in the office and we'd put on Justin Timberlake and he'd start dancing all crazy and I was like alright just someone I could truly identify with and um, yeah I don't know our personalities definitely complement one another mm. we're like polar opposites I feel like you're more um, extroverted yeah that's yeah, right I could see that that's totally right <laughs> And then, uh, what are some struggles that you have faced as a music producer? Oi, um, 
a lot of self-doubt and like the negative emotions that come with like comparing yourself to others and um, I don't know the struggles of like this you get this mania from like producing music and getting on this high and then suddenly you'll crash and I don't know it's just this constant push-pull mm. but um yeah definitely self-doubt because I'm definitely going against the grain in a sense like to my parents dismay they're like maybe you should have finished school and I didn't finish school uh, what was your major um, it was business but this is what I love to do and I just want to give it the best I got before throwing in the towel just to see where it and, goes. Uh, yeah, and I'm having, I'm like the happiest I've ever been mm. creating. So it's like. It's amazing. Yeah. Are so. you doing this full time? Uh, no, we, Arnold and I both work in healthcare. Oh, you guys work together too? No, oh. we work at similar um, jobs, but different places, different companies. Mm. So are you also in drug and rehab? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, we work at drug and alcohol rehabilitation facilities. Did, was this a coincidence or was this on purpose? Um, I, I don't know, it's just, we're also, as Arnie probably already told you, we're both sober, so. Mm, he didn't actually. He didn't? No, do you want to talk more about that? Oh shit, no! <laughs> um, well. Now you're, you're stuck for this. Yeah, right. Well, that was another commonality that we shared and oh. uh, we're both retired. Um, and oh. poles <laughs> and um, yeah we yeah we kind of I like gravitated towards each other through sobriety and oh. share that comment what made both of you guys decide decide to go sober um, I don't know we just saw like both of us personally with different stories but like it wasn't working for us. Mm. I was always like a bedroom producer, like with big dreams, but I could never like translate anything to the next step. And it was counterproductive, I guess. So decided to cut it out. It wasn't serving us anymore. Mm. And ever since then, we've been able to finish projects, oh. sign tracks, get shit done. And um, I don't know, we get a new sense of f fulfillment, like just being present. Yeah. And how many years have you guys been sober for? Um, I think Arnie around six or over six years and I'm over six and a half years sober. That's impressive. Congratulations. Thank you. That is a feat. How was your partnership with Arnold when you guys first started? Were there any disagreements or you guys were just smooth flowing? Um, it was really hard, to be honest. Um, I'm used to just doing it all by myself and in a partnership there's compromise mm. and naturally Arnie and I see things differently, but I think it's also our biggest strength mm -hmm. is that we see things differently, but in the beginning it was really hard to like, <laughs> like surrender to one another's ideas. Oh. And um, 
it was really hard for the creative flow too. We didn't really have a system in place. I see. So it was hard to create together in the beginning, but then suddenly like something clicked. I don't oh. know, it's like we found a certain system that works for us. Maybe we switch off on projects. And um, yeah, thankfully it works today. How long did it take for you guys to get there? Um, I'd say probably a year. Oh. Wow, that's a lot of working on it. <laughs> yeah, totally. We're best friends. We live together, make music together, hang out together, eat together. Basically do everything together. Yeah, yeah we're besties. We're close. <laughs> Butt buddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of your upcoming projects? Um, what did Arnie tell you? He just said that they have some. You guys have some cool things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got cool people some really exciting stuff probably the most exciting news of our career coming oh. very soon and um, he downplayed it a little bit <laughs> well <laughs> we're, we're over the moon we are over the moon about Aww. it and it's just fun it's just like really cool that if you persist mm. you just keep going and going we failed a thousand times but it's, it's cool that it's finally paying off. That's awesome. Where do the names of your songs come from? Like, what's the inspiration behind that? Typically, it's usually, like, something that's in the hook, or something that's repeated over and over and over again. Um, we tr we're not too eclectic with our names. It's really just, like... I don't know, whatever the lyrics are saying. <laughs> kind of shallow, but straight to the point, you know? <laughs> and the lyrics, where do the lyrics come from? Arnie and I like to think we are vocalists, but we're really not. <laughs> so we challenge ourselves in writing lyrics uh -huh. and raps and stuff. And sometimes like one in a million, it'll, it'll hit. And yeah. And a last question for you. What do you want to be remembered for? to be remembered for creating good art and bringing happiness into people's lives through music and just being a good guy I guess being helpful um, yeah are you a roly poly or an oli Ooh. <laughs> oh what kind of question? That is very interesting. <laughs> I want to be a roly-poly, like one of those little <laughs> bugs that you can it's in a little yeah. circle. Exactly. Roll like in you a said circle. <laughs> yeah. Who are some of your biggest influences in the music, in the realm of music, any genre? Um, I love Steely Dan. Steely Dan, I think, is my all-time favorite band. Uh, Walker and Royce, Chris Lake. Chris Lorenzo, uh, Geode, Komodo, um, a lot of classic rock, mm. a lot of disco. Um, yeah. You guys both have very similar answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's next for you guys? Uh, what's, asked, but if you wanna what's next is it. hopefully um, 
society will get a little better and um, the p pandemic will ease off and hopefully we can get to a spot where we're safe enough to play shows again. Mm -hmm. um, we really want to continue releasing great music and inspiring people so we're just gonna keep keep going keep making music baby yoda or adult yoda uh adult yoda what are three words to describe arnold Ooh. Um, unique uh, driven and beautiful <laughs> He's gonna see this later and be like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's really pretty. That's gonna be funny. <laughs> and what are three things you would tell yourself three years ago? There's going to be a gnarly pandemic, so <laughs> just prepare yourself emotionally and mentally for that. And just to keep going despite whatever challenges or obstacles happen. Well, thank you for jumping on this with me, and we'll see you next time, Sidewalk Talk. Bye! Peace.